0: Hi, you're listening to George and Charlie off the bridle. This is where two Newmarket racehorse trainers shoot the breeze and shoot from the hip. Today, we're lining up a little bit of reflective chat on the Derby. And as there's no star guest to distract us in this episode, we're gonna have Scott and Fellows putting the world to rights. Welcome to you all. Once more, we're in the Kingshead, Dullingham, about Ascot Gold Cup distance from Newmarket here. I'm Tony Rushmer, and to my left is George Scott, and on
1: my right is Charlie Fellows. Glasses are charged. Let the chat commence. What did you make of the derby? Could throw, could throw a, a, throw a blanket over them slightly. I guess that probably means that there wasn't necessarily a standout. I
2: think, if we go back to our previous episode, I think... Anthony Van Dyke was my pick if I remember correctly so really yeah good pat I, on the back there
0: <laughs> he did save that yeah I went broom. I did who did you go for I went for broom.
1: I think I went Anthony Van Dyke you <laughs> definitely did not <laughs>
2: go Anthony Van Dyke you went Telecaster
1: I went Telecaster yeah, yeah.
2: Um, oh. I think it was yeah six runners all in a line never a great sign mm. that is it
1: I, I always think with the Derby, I think just looking back at the record, that that experience counts for so much, doesn't it? It's such a big factor. Um, with, And I'm not talking about the extraordinary Derby winners, but the, the, the derbies that are won, that we see that are sort of close finishes or, or three or four horses make a bold show. Like a ho- Generally, the horses with plenty of experience come out on top. And he had that in, abund- in abundance. Would you upgrade to Dragonette's? Run off the back of that? I mean Sedragone's obviously run a blinder there, hasn't he, on only his fourth start, so you'd have to you'd have to think that he, he you know, he has the scope to improve past Anthony Van Dyck in time. Telecaster? Didn't turn up. I think yeah, didn't turn up, obviously, but I just, the, the mark that Dante must have left on him. It was a proper performance, awesome performance, gut wrencher from start to finish, flat out the whole way. He's beat off a brilliant, beat off the champion two year old. And for it to only be a couple of weeks later, it's obviously left its mark. Yeah, yeah I'm obviously. afraid. I think he ran his derby a race too soon.
0: Your two trainers, if a horse has had a hard race like Telecaster may have had at York
2: Fellows, does it take a long time
0: for a horse to come back from something like
2: that? Really boring answer, but I suppose it depends on the horse, really, doesn't it? Um, I think what you've got to remember is Telecaster hadn't run before the end of March, Donnie Donny, um, meeting, Lincoln meeting. He'd never never touched a race course. He then ran at Donnie. He ran three weeks later Windsor. at Windsor, where he did not have an easy time. I know he won by 10 lengths. Yeah. But he won by 10 lengths with Sheen meaning to win by 10 lengths. Mm. And he's then gone and run in a Dante. You know, if he cruised home at Windsor, won cheekily by a length, he's had a race course gallop. He didn't. He went and won by 10 lengths that day and pushed out to the line. And that followed by a dante afterwards where you're, you're absolutely right, they went a mad gallop. He was on the pace. He stayed on the pace. It was a hell of a performance. But I just wonder if they look back on that and think, I wish we'd had that performance in the derby because I think he probably would have. Yeah. No, I'm
1: sure. He, yeah, he, ch- he, certainly, he, cer- just, he certainly wasn't the same was horse. No horse. I just got the impression from the build-up, from the Dante to the, the time that Huey put, put the money up to put him in, supplemented yeah. him. Uh, that Huey was just loath to do it. I just got the impression from him that he knew that Huey's got so much experience as a racehorse trainer. He's a wily trainer, you know, highly respected. I just got the impression that he felt that it was too close, but as I'm sure everyone did, you supplement and you, you go for the derby. There's only one derby, but I just got the impression all the way through that he... There was a chance that he might not do it, even though he absolutely had to do it. I
2: think, I think, you know, Huey is an exceptional horseman. He's proven that. Yeah. His versatility as a trainer. Um, you know, he's there's a lot of similarities between him and James Fanshaw. Very similar trainers. They train sprinters, they train stayers, they train hurdlers, they do the whole lot, and they're very good at it. And I wouldn't be yeah, you know, Huey would know that horse inside out, and he probably. You know, deep down, I bet you he did have a slight thing at the back of the head of how much left is there in the tank. But as you say, I don't think any trainer could ever have made the decision to say, do you know what, we're going to leave the...
1: Talking about trainers, I just... Oh, Brian, again, I just... It's such an interesting subject because I, as a trainer... Just love O'Brien, I just love how successful he is the way that they churn out these horses, the family aspect. Joseph was fantastic, came through rode beautifully. Donica is riding wonderfully, and um, I'm a massive supporter, but i you do get the old grumbling or oh, you know it's it's a bit boring and all this sort of stuff, but
2: I'm sure he's delighted to hear that you're a big fan of his he'll be yeah
1: well, he will be listening
2: he'll be or, uh, is w- it
0: boring? is it boring that uh, What, this podcast but, that- <laughs> the, well, we know this,
1: yeah. Well, it's actually we, we, even our mums have told
0: us it's boring. Um, but the, the, the point is, five out of the first six home, that sort of domination, and also winning both the classics at Newmarket, uh, is, is it good for racing that we're just getting one story through, the Aidan O'Brien bandwagon rolls on?
1: Well, whether whether it's good, whether it's good or not for racing, like it's happening and like, you know, we've got to step step up and and try and take them on. You know, is it great for selling racing to the fans? Maybe, maybe, you know, it's a bit questionable. You know, it doesn't produce the best stories, but you you can't uh, begrudge it. That's for sure. No, no, no. No, I'm I'm saying saying that. I'm not not sure
2: it is bad. I think we think it's bad. And I think we look at it and think, oh, it's so boring. And for maybe for us racing people, it is boring. <laughs> but for the people outside, there's only one thing that transcends this sport, and that is genuine superstar animals. Frankel, Winx, you know, Tiger Roll. Uh, what, the take us to a different marketplace? Yeah, and exactly. Yeah. And James and-
1: Garfield. James- <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh dear. <laughs> and then, and so I, don't, I think I think maybe for us racing people, yeah, it probably is a, li- a little bit boring to see him win again. But for the wider audience, you know what's good for racing. What's what do people actually pick up? Well, they only pick up on the real superstars because we just don't have that bigger reach. We just never have done. Did Derby Day
0: get a bit lost, boys, with um, you know, all the other activity that's going on in the sporting world?
1: I mean, it was a Champions League final that day. I mean, yeah. it's the biggest event in world sports. So I don't think we should be hard on ourselves if it did. It was, it was, a, you know, it, I, mean, I, it was I don't a, think it necessarily did. It was but... an
2: unbelievable weekend of sport. It was a ridiculous weekend of yeah, yeah. sport. Cricket I mean, World Cup. Saracens winning the winning the Premiership that barely got a mention but you had the cricket you have the boxing yeah Yeah. did you stay up for the boxing no i didn't but i watched it the next day
1: yeah yeah it was nuts that it's given me hope maybe i've got a boxing (laughs) career (laughs) yeah to be fair similar (laughs) physiques yeah you're not mexican are you No, no 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 mexican blood um, tell me, what did you do at the weekend? Because I called you, didn't pick up. I actually called you to gloat slightly because my two-year-old ran so well at Doncaster. Do you know what? It's, really, <laughs> re-
2: it's a worrying time when you're ringing up to gloat when your horse finishes third. Hang
1: on, no, but he- first time out. When
2: your out, horse finishes
1: third. Beating the head in the head. Like, no, no, it's, a, it's an exciting little horse, actually. Mm. Yeah, no, 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 no. Oh, not to gloat. I was saying what you did. Anyway, you ring me back on Monday I ring him on Saturday lunchtime to to say, Oh, did you watch my two year old? And he rings me back on Monday mid morning saying I missed a call from you. <laughs> the world has changed since then. My he godson was staying with, with a old
2: friend of mine, so we just we actually had a very quiet weekend.
1: How many times did you go and take them for a walk, lug them round that Bedford house? <laughs> <laughs> Pushing him on the wheelchair round and round. We went once and that was purely by request. Yeah. Uh, come on forced. come and see my new yard it's not forced no, at all not interested at all you were at epsom on derby day no i was there on oaks day yeah yeah i a chastening experience on oaks day oh it was a harrowing experience and my two horses didn't run great but actually it, it's interesting and it's it is a um slight conundrum is that how you say it is it conundrum or conundrum 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 for trainers at times because it is an entertainment industry this yeah it really is because you have to give your owners value for money now they're spending a huge amount of money and i'm, I'm not talking about again necessarily about the the elite owners okay the rulers of the world and countries and all that sort of stuff fellows is fellows as owners but many owners most owners need value for money and it's it's an entertainment industry so for example i run a ran a horse in the woodcut on on friday and I kind of, he was kind of just about um, booked his booked a slot in the race, just about. But it would probably be much more beneficial and, and for his career if we'd gone off and run at Carlisle again or Doncaster. Is this
2: the, the horse that was a winner without being a winner? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one. Yeah. So so you, we'll come what, on to it, that again. Is it a
2: listed race? Huh? Is it a listed race? No, 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 no it's okay. a
1: conditions race. Conditions. I finished second at last year as well. <laughs> um, but that's by the by. It's a harrowing. Does <laughs> that, that horse that that horse ran on Monday as well, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's amazing how they can regress. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um So yeah, no. So there's the toss-up, which I, I do. You know, I I set this syndicate up called the Black Dragons which are eight people, and they will put a share of uh, an amount of money, and they've got five horses, and I and they're all. Busy people from all all around the world almost. And for whatever reason, it was the, the chat on the WhatsApp group was just constantly going off. It was just great fun. They could all make Epsom. And we went there, we got, we got we, you know, we, we got lapped. It was actually a really fun, awkward race in the sense that the Johnson horse went off like an absolute scolded cat and everything else had to basically chase him from before the bend. Yeah. And my horse was just trying to find his feet on a good day, let alone in that. And um, just got completely left behind him and he beat one, to be fair, so it wasn't all bad. And, uh, and there was a non-runner, so we were fifth. We were fifth <laughs> in the Wooker. So I finished second and fifth in the Wooker. But the argument is social runners no, but yeah. yeah how, so how, how appropriate? Yeah, is exactly. It? But they had a lovely time. I mean, beers and drinks and everything and chat and they really so they, they had a good day. They really really enjoyed it. I mean, it was like I mean the WhatsApps they say it was like we'd had a winner and it was a wonderful day. Well,
2: that's absolutely fine then. But I found a lot of the time when I had to see, you know social uh, runners that you're running socially never run well no very rarely and i few times i found that actually the negative feeling after watching the horse run like a drain after <laughs> race <laughs> yeah. outweighs the positive feeling no for it i would but agree it sounds like in this instance that was not the case at all and that actually everyone just had a Good day.
1: Yeah, no, no, I would, I would agree actually, and and it's and 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 I'm and it's not, you know, you'd never want to go make up the numbers, but sometimes and I, it was really against what I normally do. I thought, bugger it, we'll go and have a good day. But it's mm. not. Yeah, it's an interesting one. Anyway, what about socially? starby dinner. Derby dinner. You, oh God, you're unbearable at the Derby dinner we went up there together. I got Yami to try. Have you paid Yami by the way? Are you paying him 50 quid? Uh, no, I haven't actually. You wouldn't have. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you pay him. I'll pay him tomorrow. We'll yeah, don't tomorrow. forget. Yeah. Pay him. And um, we went up there and fellow's, it's just swanning around To round be honest,
2: he probably owes me, he
1: probably owes me about 50 quid for all the cigarettes I buy him duty free. Yeah, no, we had a great time to so the Derby dinners. It's, it's an event which is definitely just, just about bearable once a year isn't it really? It's- I mean how many people are there like 500 500- blokes in one room is very strange in this day and age apparently. yeah there we yeah go. and then there's a big auction it's quite it's quite fun everyone i mean i say everyone I don't want to mean like everyone is there like you know but everyone is a lot kind of, of, of people there. are there you, yeah, you yeah. look around the room you know basically yeah. everyone but the, the problem is we came back afterwards it's impossible fellows that had way too much to drink bumbling around i couldn't get <laughs> him out i literally had to go and like drag him out was <laughs> speaking to everyone in the new yard and runners and winners I thank God, King Oscar wasn't running in the derby. <laughs> God, it would have been unbearable. Oh, and yeah, last time we came back from London, though, I was in a slightly better... I don't know why I'm bringing this up. Last time we came back from London together was on the back of that lunch that we had with Walker and Charles. I'm, <laughs> I'm very
2: surprised you're bringing that up. I'm very surprised you're bringing that up. That was one of the more amusing car journeys I've ever had. We, put, we had to stop about 10 times, we'll put it that way. I got food
1: poisoning off the <laughs> <corn curry. laughs> <You cough. laughs> Well, the <laughs> Derby dinner is good, but next year it's a stay-up job and get stuck in, isn't it, really? Yeah. It, but it's a bad time of year.
2: It generally, I tend to do one year on, one year off and not go every year. But this year I thought I was going to have a runner in the Derby, so I was like, yeah, definitely, I'll be. Are you a here. member?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Bloody waste of money, isn't it? Oh, God. You end up paying for both your guests. You pay for raffle tickets, you pay your membership. It's yeah. about 1200 quid night. Yeah. Okay, folks,
0: well, for the first time since episode one, we haven't got a special guest today. Um, we're just going to bounce stuff around amongst ourselves. So that's what we're going to do after the break. Busy time of the year here, guys. Um, ask it around the corner and what have you. Presumably, you've both worked horses this morning. Have you been out busy away?
1: It's always kind of that thing where like a lot of trainers have work mornings and uh, if, like official work mornings and stuff. And actually, I talking to you a few months ago, I said, do you have a work morning? And you said I didn't used to, but I do now just because the organization and stuff. So is that right? I can't remember.
2: Yeah, no, no, no. That's, uh, that is spot on. When we, uh, when we had less, um, much less horses, I just used to work them as and when they needed it in accordance with when they were going to run. But nowadays, I'd be galloping horses every single day if
1: I do that. So are so big now. So I'm I'm like that now, and actually, I do the same as that side so because I've got a lot less horses than you. You don't have a lot less horses I, than me. I do. No, you don't, Charlie. This is the thing. This is why it's all been out of, slightly blown out of context. In two years' time, then we'll see like how many horses. How many horses left. have you got in? At the I've moment. got about forty-eight. Forty eight in full work. And the rest. No, no, I swear. I've no, got fifty stables, they're all full.
2: You got so, so you've got more than forty eight. No, you've got 50 one, stables what, what one's a lead horse, which
1: I own, and one's a hack. One's a lead horse, which you own. Phosphorescence. Which is running in the Louise is riding that and if that
2: wins in the if that wins in the Magnolia Cup, you'll be counting that as a winner. <laughs> if it boils down to it,
1: unfortunately, <laughs> it doesn't look like it will Um no, I did. That Legends race was one of my career highlights, which we touched on. I have fifty horses in training, which is a, which is great. And yeah. you have seventy five horses. in Sixty one in at the moment. No, you, as you, of today. Yeah, well, a few more, but you do have a few more. And how? And you've got older, You've got a good team of old horses. They're going. They're going quite nicely. Your old horses. Older horses are ticking over. And did you just, run another two-year-old? You did, didn't you? He got stage fright, you said. I've never heard fright. someone say stage fright before. I knew new one for me anyway. I put that in the locker for next time. Well, he's a cheeky little... <laughs> he just didn't know what was going on. Yes,
2: probably. He's running at Chelmsford again on Saturday. Is he? Yeah.
0: Where's the Chelmsford gamble horse
2: running next? uh he is entered i've given him entries today at
1: carlisle and lingfield carlisle. it's a long way from royal asking i think i was talking to one of your owners talking about supplementing him for the what was it for yeah the prince of wales yeah prince of wales. i think that's a to, joke to, talk, talk talk yeah it wasn't a joke it was at the derby to, dinner and talk, he was he was winding you up no he wasn't winding me up so we were going to we were going to suck i listen don't want the messenger hold on this is the messenger. guys
0: This was the horse that we were talking about. You were going to enter him for the Brigadier Gerard. You gave it thought, the Brigadier Gerard. Yeah.
1: Which is
2: ludicrous. So now we're going to Carlisle? well, we're, going, we're either running at Carlisle or, or we're going to go... No, he's, he's, run, he's he doesn't have a handicap mark.
1: I don't know what the Carlisle Bell is. It's just the only it's race I cat. know that they have a race <laughs> yeah. at Carlisle called the Bell. It yeah. sounds prestigious. It's a 0-85 so. mile race. The, reason, race the only reason I thought you might be going to Carlisle is to try and win the Bell. I don't no. know what the Bell is.
2: he's <laughs> going there potentially to run in a novice <laughs> race. Or, if you'll let me finish, he will run at York in the Ganton, which is a mile listed race. On the Friday before Royal Ascot.
1: Fine. Fine.
2: Um That's the plan. but he's got no options. So that or, or possibly Lingfield and another novice.
1: But on the all weather or no, on, no, turf. on the crust.
0: So 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 work mornings, guys. Are we turf or all weather? Is it just too firm at the moment? Or now we've had a bit of rain, you might be looking at the turf?
2: I worked I worked on the turf on Saturday and I worked on the all weather this morning. I worked on the lime kilns on Saturday and it was getting quick enough it was actually it was it was as quick as you'd use it so the lime kilns is split into four gallops it's got two in the middle which you don't have to pay for and which are free to use it's got two on either end which are peat mosses which are maintained and they cost you to use but generally the ground is better and stays softer for longer we use the two on either end on saturday uh, so that's the round gallop and the golden mile uh, and they were as, they were fine they were absolutely fine and it was as quick as, as quick as I'd use it but um, they were perfect. The middle gallops would have been too quick by then. Henry Cecil's favourite gallop is the round. Yeah, Sir Henry. Sir Michael's. Sir Michael. I think maybe it's just for people with titles. Um, <laughs> but
1: Sir, oh, well, Sir Michael's favourite gallop as well. The Honourable Charlie Fellows. Sir Michael's Henry Cecil. Oh Sir Henry God. Cecil.
0: Where were yours working, George, this morning on the watered Cambridge gallop. Road?
1: A oh, watered, watered gallop, gallop, which again is a great facility on my side of town, which is a watered gallop um so they they water that and you, you have also to, have to pay for you have to pay for it can yeah. rack can rack up so you have to be a little bit spare it. you have to use it a little bit sparingly um <clears throat> taking into account the bills but i love working on the grass i mean really love it i think we we trot all of our horses up after they've worked an hour after they've worked before they so they they work they stay, come in have a pick of grass stand in ice and then they get trotted up half an hour after they finish standing in ice and then they get clay wraps on. And I swear if you trot 10 horses up that have run on the all-weather, excuse me, worked on the all-weather, and 10 horses that have worked on the grass, I feel like they trot up much better because that all-weather, all-weather can, can be a little bit jarring. Um, but I haven't put the science behind that. That's just as a trainer, that's how I feel anyway.
0: What's the so supplement? Like What's the supplement for using the golden mile and the round gallop, guys? If you, if you sent, let's say I had a horse in training, you say, Tony, I've sent your horse like the golden mile. What's the supplement?
1: I think it costs 30 quid to use the water gallop. <coughs> so I don't know because I don't use them because I'm not on that side of town. What does it cost, Charlie? Uh,
2: I'm going to be completely honest with you. I can't remember. Um, <laughs> I just use it. They're the yeah. best gallops in town. And if you need to work on the grass, you need to work on the grass. I have never in six years training had anyone ring up and complain about having to pay for a gallop fee.
0: And so, Willie, I, I remember one trainer that I used to work for used to have like a head of Royal Ascot. There'd be these key big work mornings, maybe on the Wednesday before the Tuesday, maybe on the Saturday before the Tuesday, these big work mornings. Do, do you look forward to them more because you're?
1: you know just priming your love best a work horse. morning love it my favorite thing in the world if i've got a good horse and he's going for a work to gets prepare, you up gets oh, you up you first thing wait. i think about it, as soon as my eyes open is why the hell do I get up at 10 past five every morning? <laughs> After that, I love a work morning. It's been a while. Yeah, well, good horses don't come around very often. You don't have a good horse.
0: So we swear by King Oscar as a group horse in the making. So when, it, or when it's a work morning for, for the good horse, do you get up with an extra pep in your stride? Is it cool? Looking forward to seeing how he is this morning.
2: Ooh good question what you've also got to remember is that you know it comes with its risks. risks risks too so I wouldn't wake up with an extra spring in my step but an hour or two hours after the gallop he's worked well he's trotted up sound then and I'm in passing. a good mood yeah. yeah then that's fine but f- until I'm happy that he's done his work well and he's come through it okay I worked how many did I work this morning I worked probably 10 horses this morning you know they've all come through it fine uh, pretty much
1: all of them worked worked well. Uh, well. so you worked ten horses this morning. As did I. I worked yep. about ten horses. What, what what's the nat um, out of those ten, mate?
2: Treasure me worked really well. Wor- well, she just uh, to be fair, she was only having a little blow because she's fit and she's running on Saturday. She runs at Haydock over five furlongs. It's the first time she's dropped back to the minimum trip. She ran at Nottingham last time out. Showed loads of speed. Led until two yards before the line they are forecast a mountain of rain through Friday and Saturday. And if it goes soft, heavy in place or heavy, she will love it. She'll love it and it will make it more and of a it'll test. And it will make it more of a test. So she, <laughs> could, she could run a big race in the Achilles and, you know, she, it's against boys, but she proves herself at that level, it opens
1: up. Everything.
2: What's so loads exciting. of doors. So um, So she's in great form. I worked as a Star Spangled Banner two-year-old called Anglo-Saxon. That's Un-raised. a name. Un-raised. Great Un-raised. name.
1: Unraced. Great name. Going back to this work thing, I do enjoy working the two-year-olds. Not finding out what's going on under the bonnet. I just like letting them swing up and watching them improve. And I really enjoy that part of training. Is I, I get... I love watching the horses actually train in the middle of it. I find myself sometimes just kind of getting a bit sort of bored. I love watching. the. I'd have, you know, if it was possible, I'd have horses sort of almost like they do in Australia, just stood on the tower, just watching them train all morning. Yeah. I think it's quite a fun part of it. I do enjoy it. So that. L-
2: last, I'm going to name drop slightly here. Name drop a horse rather than name drop any owners <laughs> or anything stupid like that. But um, I, uh, I worked a, a few fillies the other day. And for some bizarre reason, I've ended up with a an exceptionally bred two-year-old filly by Dubawi out of a Guineas winner, and I don't know how it found its way in my yard, but it's there anyway. And she did her first piece of well, actually, it was a sort of second piece of work. She had a float up the Alba a couple of weeks ago just to just to get to know it, and then she did a piece of work last week, and she scooted clear of a of another filly and um, used to get. Sight tingles when so you see exciting. that. That's very yeah. exciting. And then the rider comes back with a big smile on his face. He's like, "I think this
1: could." Oh, and everyone, yeah. And you yeah. just at that, that point, you literally just put your You're fingers like, in right. Your ears.
2: Okay, so <laughs> Please, <laughs> we're going to win a novice, yeah. and then she's going to go no, but probably run another novice, and then we're going to we'll work back from the Phillies mile. Oh my and, god! Yeah, and she gets beaten first time out. And oh crap!
1: Yeah, but. that is that is a fun part the dream it's all about the dream and that's the great thing for the owners as well it's fun i mean it's exciting
0: if we're talking about owners george and work mornings how often do you guys have your owners come to 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 join you on the heath and and how much do you try and make that an event for them because we're talking about value in the entertainment industry there george
1: Yeah. yeah well that's the thing like a lot a lot of them aren't able don't have the time to come up but they often come up on a saturday and Come and see the horses, but not very often that they're actually in the yard watching the horses train. So we take lots of videos as everyone now, and I do a lot of voice notes. I, a lot of them don't get listened to anymore, but I do send them um, <laughs> and communicate well with people through that. But it's amazing. People don't. Not many owners come to the yard, and not many owners go racing. I mean, how often do you have owners racing? Not that often. That's weird.
2: gallop morning's you get a few more people. I mean, I had three different sets of owners in this morning
1: did you get the sausages and breakfast well no
2: because we just moved in so we've got no we got nowhere to cook or anything like that what so, so
1: did you give them anything or no Nothing. no coffee
2: I said i'm really sorry we don't have any we don't even have any coffee making facilities uh there's a very good uh, coffee shop on the high street <laughs> have a lovely morning
1: <laughs> have you moved into the house no yeah no. No, no, no. We're not going to move, I'm not going to move into the house until the end of the year, probably. You're moving house at the moment. Moved house yesterday. Oh, They say the most stressful thing is moving house and getting a divorce yeah. and having a baby. So you're ticking two of those. And two out of three. Let's hope that three, let's hope three doesn't... Yeah, well, exactly. It wouldn't be ideal. No. But we moved house yesterday just up the road, actually, which is, which is great. Uh, it's bloody... Yeah, boxes everywhere. So, uh, no, our, it's good. How helpful is Polly been? Very, very helpful. Has she? No, we had a big truck. Yeah. And we had six or seven guys help load. <laughs> oh. I think it's sort of a lean back and... It was a lot of pointing, a <laughs> lot of pointing. And I did go and get them some drinks and sweets. At, and
0: you, know, you came in without any shoes on because your feet were so sore. So presumably that was some got, carrying all those heavy boxes yeah, as well. I had to,
1: yeah, but I, all my trainers are packed in another box. And I've just got my uncomfortable pair of trainers, which I barely ever wear. I had to wear them all day. It's just very boring. But yeah, I can't wear, I haven't got any shoes. And I had to go to Goldings. I had an interview today for ITV for Louisa. ITV did a feature on Louisa, which I was a major part in. Right. and um, Louisa. For the, for, Louisa. For
0: new listeners, it. we should just say we're talking about Louisa Zisman, who's riding for George in the Magnolia Cup ride. Fellas try
1: awesome. to... How is Get she coming her. on? Because she almost got run away with, didn't she? No, she's doing great. But Fellas yeah. has basically tried to offer her a better horse, horses yeah. so she can't ride out. And she's Team Scott through and through. She pied you. She wrote something on Instagram the other day about needing, needing
2: a nice pony for her, a, something nice and slow for her kids to ride. Like, I messaged her <laughs> privately saying, I'm sure George Scott's got a, lo- a load of horses that your, your kids could ride.
1: So you did that privately? Well, so- just a
2: private message. I think I screenshotted to do the mess. I see that
1: point. So, you just yeah. like at least if you're going to try and be funny, you might as well do it for everyone else's benefit. Not, I mean, she must have just thought, What a loser! She, I, you were quite taken with Louisa. He was, you I enjoyed her presence, he was blushing. No I just thought she was great. It's great, she it's was great, great banter. And
0: she's coming along. She's one of the bravest of the st- in the string, isn't she, by the sound of things?
1: Yeah, no, no, so what, I was just going back to the main story here, which was my shirt. So I, I put on the wrong, I couldn't find the shirt, so I, f- I had to go to Goldings and buy myself a couple of shirts so I could look the part. Got a cap as well and everything. Well, because everything's day. packed up.
2: Everything's packed up.
1: Everything's packed up and the um, the couple of ladies haven't come in to unpack it yet. <laughs> <laughs> She'll be done by the time we finish lunch.
0: On that note of merch. On that note <laughs> no, of, mirth, that note
1: of mirth, We'll take
0: a couple of minutes to recharge our drink. Mum will
1: go mad at me for that. She'll say I sound arrogant. That is a joke.
0: <laughs> that might be one for the cup.
1: No, it's uh, not a cup. Uh, <laughs> and
0: we'll be back for the final uh, time for episode six of George and Charlie off the ride. This is episode six of George and Charlie off the bridle. Upcoming runners, chaps and winners. George,
1: yeah, we're going to Haydock on Friday evening. I run a Philly, a, second, a noble mission filly, second time out for the Nyarkos family, and Charlie runs a Australia filly for Lady Bamford. Yeah, who who ran a belter first time? Um, yeah, she ran really well first time out. Staying on, eye catchingly, was quite
2: green early on. She's one of those fillies that didn't show a huge amount at home before her first race, and then she's come on a bundle since.
1: Um, So... What's she called? She's called High Above. High Above. Um, And would you expect her to kind of step forward and and win? Well, I I, I don't know if she'll win. I've just... There's a Philly... runners. Yeah, there's, A is there's
2: quite a lot of runners. Sir Michael Stout has got a Philly um, called Dubious Affair that's owned by um, the same people that own um, Prince of Aaron, who ran a really eye-catching race. She's a Frankel.
1: Is Spencer jocked up on that? Spencer's jocked up on that. I thought that was it.
2: a bit of interesting jockey booking. And um, I have got the Half Sister by Shamadow. Okay. And... I happen to know that they quite like like the Frankel. Yeah. So that would be a that would be a potentially one for us to look out for. But apart from that,
1: Uh, yeah, I like my filly, my Noble Mission filly. I'm not I'm not saying it's going to be on Friday night because she's a big, tall filly and she's taking some time to come together. But
2: you're drawn in the cart. You're drawn. Shed. I'm in the
1: absolute shed. Which I mean, it is a mile and a half. It's not ideal. It's uh, a mile and a half and it's a novice, so a few will be slow, so it's not ideal. <sighs> I had one drawn in the car park last night who actually
2: ended up running really well. Richard Kingsgate gave it a lovely ride. And I've got one that was meant to run this evening and was drawn in the car park as well, which actually I've withdrawn because she's not not 100% this morning. I mean, mine were both on the all-weather, which I think is actually even harder. But
1: Yeah, uh, I, d- I think sometimes... and people don't take into account the draw as it's it's so significant yeah. <clears throat> just a positioning in a race I mean what wins the
0: races from um, from Saffron House and Bedford House in the next week or two what do what,
2: you what like to flag up my pick of my runners coming up uh I've got actually I've got a couple of nice ones coming up um Mayfair Pompette who was meant to run this evening <laughs> at Kempton if she gets over Uh, the very very minor setback she had this morning then she could run at newmarket on saturday and if she gets rain which would help her over seven at newmarket i think she's very nice you love her in fact i will go as far as saying i think she's my nicest three-year-old filly she ran a blinder at newbury first time out where i think had she had broken out of the gates well she would have beaten hoity-toity of ed walker's who's since gone on and won twice and then things went wrong at Salisbury and she had genuine excuses she was mad keen to the start and had a crap drawer out wide we put a hood on her and Tash Eaton, who rides Prince of Aaron, has been riding her for about a month now and has gotten in a really lovely rhythm and I think she's I, I really do think she is ready to run a big race I think she's pretty good another horse couple of horses entered that I like Lord Halifax who ran a really eye-catching race at Windsor first time out. If we get some rain, he'll run nicely at Windsor on Monday. Which race is that? Mile
1: and a quarter? Mile and a quarter,
2: novice. Yeah. And then I run a horse called Mankind, who is an Intello. He's a really nice, big, scopy horse he reminds me so much my lads if any of them listen to this which they probably don't because i say this to them the whole bloody time he reminds me so much of a horse that james fanshaw trained when i was there called high jinks who was oh, a was proper stayer yeah. and this fella just is the spitting image of him he will have his racecourse debut next week he was ready to run about a month ago and he just gave a slightly dodgy scope so we took a pull um, he's ready to go again now and he could run at either Windsor or possibly Salisbury 10 furlong or 12 furlong yeah so 10 yeah. furlong at Windsor or 12 furlong at Salisbury just sort of slightly depends what ground we've got anywhere and how much rain we get
1: I stood and watched him with you actually yesterday morning Yeah, a lovely horse yeah Nice, big, long, striding, boat of a thing.
2: So they would be the they would be the pick of my of my runners coming out, and obviously we've got free rolling free rolling entered. Um, St
1: James's Palace.
2: Uh, in the Carlisle Bell in the <laughs> Prince of <laughs> Wales. <laughs> Prince of <laughs> wherever he goes, he, he um, he'll he'll run well because yeah you, yeah I do like him. He has come forward significantly for his race.
1: Well, I've got a busy busy few days. A couple of fillies coming up, but then early next week, I really love a horse called Linden B. Who who's run once this year finished second in a seriously hot novice um at Doncaster. The forms worked out really well. And he was gelded beforehand. And he he was on antibiotics. He ran and we took him off. Anyway, he ran a really nice race um at at Doncaster, and then we took him off the antibiotics. And uh his his sheath just after being gelded, his sheath just kept sort of blowing up and we just couldn't work it out. We thought he was getting a little infection. And anyway, I was training him way quietly, so I was trying to get him to the Britannia. I thought, I think he was that type. He's that type of horse, you know. He's definitely a horse that's going to progress nicely. It's really uh, lovely pedigrees by Charm Spirit. He's a half brother to Sovereign Debt and Puff. Really good producing mare, actually. And I was desperate to get him to Britannia, so I was creeping away. Anyway, it f- turned out completely um, unrelated as she had an abscess in his in his sheath, which has now a burst, and he seems to really. have really come back to life and he could run he's getting three entries uh, early next week I really do like him I think he's my really pro- probably one of my only chances of having a good three year old um, I'm your sheath must be seriously I mean painful. it was huge as well when it burst I, d- I didn't want to get too graphic but now you've brought it out he's clutching his nuts over there <laughs> uh, yeah it literally gives me quivers poured out really yeah I and mean, we just couldn't work it out worse, but it's right up did he run side. with that no 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 it was in between so after Don after he ran and then I was trying to prepare him for the Britannia and get him on the track and it, I just couldn't get him on the track because it kept blowing up we kept changing the antibiotics everyone was looking at it and then suddenly just one day it was swelled again and it just literally burst from the outside and boom. Ever since then he's been happy as Larry. Anyway, so he worked this morning, Bentley rode him. We we like him. I we I I, I think as long as he stays on the right track, he could be a really, really smart Three-year-old handicapper, I'm going to say. I'm not going to go further than that. Top handicapper. Horse called Flash Henry, who ran a nice race at Goodwood first time. He's going to run again. He's a median auction, so he runs in races that were co- he cost less than 30 grand, which gives him a chance. And then an Ifraj horse, first time out at Windsor. We've got a really busy few days, actually. It What's wo- flowing magic. That's an Ifraj from the Breeze Ups. Right. Yeah, he goes okay. He 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 needs the run, I think. Um, and then... Um, Alabama Dreaming, Leo Da Vinci, both first time in handicaps, both probably got a race in them. And Crantock Bay, who's a really lovely horse um, by Havana Gold, who's had three starts last year, He's rated 85, and he might run back at Windsor. He had a really horrific injury, and we've nursed him back, nursed him back. And he's just about ready to go. And he's quite talented. But he's coming back from a really bad injury. So it might take him a run or two to get his confidence back. All right, fellows. OK, I think
0: that's uh, enough. We'll see who has bragging rights when we reconvene, which incidentally isn't going to be in a fortnight's time. We're back next week because we are doing a podcast live from a very swanky uh, Mayfair venue. Yes, our Royal Ascot preview comes live from Annabelle's. Until then, thanks to the superb King's Head Dullingham for hosting us. Thanks too to Carl Homer from Cambridge TV for producing us. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Bridal Podcast and subscribe to us so that you won't miss an episode. Look forward to you joining us again in just over a week's time. Goodbye.